And I actually think it's a way for you to understand maybe why you haven't always gotten to where you want to go. Understand why you've had these periods in your life where you've tried different diets, you've tried to get back into a workout routine, but then something happens and it gets that gets in the way. And instead of using that phrase gets in the way, I'm going to ask it to you differently. Ask yourself, what am I giving so much attention to that it's maybe impacting or interfering with your fitness and nutrition goals? Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. Hey, hey, Fix listeners, welcome back to our latest episode of The Fix Podcast, episode 81. I'm your host, Krista Huber, and I've got another solo episode for you guys this week. I've been working on a lot of exciting new projects, some realignment with the Fitness Fix brand, with the podcast, how it fits into everything here, and I'm just feeling good. I have a lot of ideas flowing, a lot of energy, and one of the ways that that's kind of come up for me is listening to you guys and getting your feedback and hearing from clients, listeners, Instagram followers, wherever I interact with people, even in my day job in the gym, and understanding what exactly is potentially interfering with you becoming the best version of yourself. So that's exactly what I'm going to get into today. I have been putting a few polls up on my stories and there's one I put up this week if you've been paying attention over the last couple of days. And I was very particular about the way that I worded it. And that's where I want to start with this podcast episode. I was listening to another podcast, looking for some inspiration out on a walk over the weekend. And the way that the person worded what I'm about to say is very important. And I want to give them credit where credit was due. So this is not my original wording or idea, but I just really like this perspective because I think it's powerful and I actually think it's a way for you to understand maybe why you haven't always gotten to where you want to go. Understand why you've had these periods in your life where you've tried different diets, you've tried to get back into a workout routine, but then something happens and it gets that gets in the way. And instead of using that phrase gets in the way, I'm going to ask it to you differently. Ask yourself, what am I giving so much attention to that it's maybe impacting or interfering with your fitness and nutrition goals? So again, to start this off, I want you to ask yourself this question. If you're listening to this podcast and you happen to be driving, maybe pause it, play it again later, or just put a little note. I'm going to put it down in the show notes. If you're out on a walk, pull up the notes app in your phone and ask yourself this question and start to think about it. Maybe if you're in your car, you just have this conversation with yourself out loud. No judgment. Nobody can hear you. Or you can have the conversation with me. Ask yourself, take stock of your life, of your day, of your week, and ask yourself, what specifically am I giving a lot of attention to on a day-to-day basis? What in particular are the responsibilities that you're dealing with? And here's why I like this question being asked this way. 
you're giving it attention because it requires it. This idea of saying to yourself, oh, what am I giving attention to? It already implies that it's a necessary responsibility or it's a necessary component of your life. And that is paramount to your perspective. And here's why I feel that way. Oftentimes we separate the habits, the action steps, the stuff that we need to do to get to where we want to go, to lose the weight, to get fit again, for a certain outfit to fit, to take a picture and actually like what you see when you're looking back at the photo. We separate those steps from the rest of our life. And when I say we separate it, what I mean is I have this conversation over and over again with people I work with, whether that's been for a month, a week, a year, six months, doesn't matter the amount of time, but something happens in their life, some kind of event. Examples, moving, buying a house, the stress uh, associated with those things, starting a new job, changing jobs, losing a family member, a breakup, a holiday, a vacation, doesn't just have to be necessarily negative or uh, painful things, but some change happens and all of a sudden, We go to this mindset of saying, oh, because this thing, this change occurred, because this event happened and I'm having some sort of emotional response to it, I'm literally not capable of following my diet plan. I'm literally not capable of continuing to stay the course of showing up into the in the gym x days a week because i said i was going to do so because that's a part of the coaching that we're doing together. I'm not capable of meal prepping my food. That's not true. That mindset of this separation, sometimes we refer to it as the all or nothing mindset because we're letting these other things completely occupy our mind and our attention, takes over. And here's the problem. And I think this podcast episode, as I'm saying this out loud and recording it, may be one of those ones that's a little bit of tough love and might be a little bit hard to hear, but I'm feeling it today. So we're going to go with it. That's the reason why you're not going to get to where you want to go. But the part that's tough that we need to accept is that shit, good or bad, is always going to occur. It's always going to happen. There's always going to be another life event. There's always going to be that next thing. So you have to decide how important is it for you to show up differently this time. And if you happen to be working with a coach or you're considering working with somebody, you now are equipped to be in a much better position to have someone who can help you figure out those tools or help you reprioritize, shift, focus. Something I talk to my clients often about is flexibility with the tools that we use. Understanding that, as an example, macro tracking and tracking your protein and carbohydrate and fat intake can be done in many different ways. It does not have to only be with something like a MyFitnessPal where you're weighing all your food and logging it. We can take pictures. We can focus on just tracking our protein. It all is flexible based on your timelines and the goals that you're trying to set for yourself, but there's not just one way to get there. And I feel really strongly about this because it's often the reason that someone who has a lot of momentum going inside of, say, a coaching program like The Fitness Fix will suddenly look for a way to quit. And I would push back and I would challenge you and say that busyness or that life event change or whatever unanticipated thing or the vacation 
the stuff that's throwing you off that quote unquote regular routine you have is the time to lean in further and take advantage of the fact that you have one, somebody to keep you accountable, but two, somebody who can help you think about it a little bit differently because they're on the outside looking in. They've had some life experiences where they've needed to navigate that. I personally have had the life experiences where I realized my approaches and thinking that there was only kind of one way to diet, let's say, or only one way to achieve a certain set of results. I've been in the headspace where I was like, nope, I can't do it. And I can say to this day that it's partially a regret of mine, but it was the best learning experience I ever had. And it was the best learning experience I ever had because I finally figured out that the lack of flexibility was always going to stop me. And instead, understanding that there's multiple ways to do something and just being more realistic with your expectations and more realistic with the time that it might take you to get somewhere is going to actually serve you so much better in the long run. So all of that said, kind of setting up the context, I then put that question back on those of you who follow me on Instagram and asked, what is getting all of your attention right now? When you think about your day-to-day, your week, it's a new month, it's the month of October. A lot of you listening out there, maybe if you have kids, they've kind of transitioned back into their typical fall school routine. And hopefully that's bought you back a little bit of time compared to the summer. But I was having conversations with clients literally just today as I'm recording this, that they're like, oh gosh, it's already October and I feel like I'm not back in that routine yet. What I would say is instead, okay, well, what are the big things that you want to achieve and what's getting in the way of that routine? What is the friction and how can we potentially reduce that friction? So that's where we're going to go with this. So here are some of the examples that I received in the DMs about what's getting your attention, what might be preventing you from getting to where you want to go and what's kind of causing some of that friction on a day-to-day basis. I got a bunch of responses around family and children. So let's start with that. This one's for all the moms out there. And it's the the first thing I'm going to say to every single one of these. So I'll probably repeat it a few times is that it it is what it is in the sense that that's going to be there, right? That is a huge part of your life. For a lot of people, that's your whole life. So if let's say it's The craziness of, here's an example of something I hear often in terms of figuring out like when to eat. Have a lot of moms who are basically living out of their cars because they're running from one activity to the next and they feel like they're constantly eating on the go. The question I often get is, what's a good high protein snack option? Or what should I be bringing with me? Or it's the mom who's telling me, I haven't eaten all day because I left the house at 8 a.m. I had to go here, do this drop off, run here, do this errand. Then I also work. So I had to go home, jump back on my computer and all of a sudden it's 2 p.m. and I'm like, wait a second. So the friction is, you are catering to everybody else first. Now that is a really hard pattern to try to break. So if we were gonna take this deeper and dig a little bit further, if I were advising somebody telling me about this challenge, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what do you need to do to be okay with being a little more selfish? What do you need to do to change that narrative in your head that you think being selfish is bad? And here's how I would flip it back on you. I would say if you can take the time to pour back into yourself, and it doesn't need to be a lot of time. Sometimes it's just 10 minutes of meal prep, which really not that much time. 
won't you show up as a better mom, as a better working professional? 1000% yes. You just have to have that mindset around it and think about it that way and remind yourself that if you can pour into you, everybody in your circle will feel the positive effects of that because you will be happier with yourself. And when you are happier with you, you show up better in all areas of your life. So again, those responsibilities and one of the responses I got was family responsibilities and distractions. Yeah, because a lot of times some of the stuff that can come up with your family is can be very unexpected. Maybe you don't, it's not about the routine of, you know, being in and out of your car. Maybe one of your kids got sick or one of them had an issue at school and that can totally throw off your day. But you have a choice. This is that tough love coming in. You have a choice to determine whether that event or string of events or the emotions that you're feeling as a result of it are going to mess up the decisions you make around your food. And when you might have a relationship with food or a relationship with fitness that can be very emotionally charged or you look at food as potentially comforting, I totally do, that's when it's very, very easy to start to justify, oh, well, you know, I just had this really emotional day. I'm going to go eat this dessert or whatever it is. Or, you know, the big one we hear with end of the day, want to unwind, opening some wine and having a glass of it. That's a choice. And you have to, in those moments, ask yourself, do I need this to derail my progress just because this one thing happened and there's the potential for it to happen tomorrow. Is it okay if I make this one small decision? Because remember, this is where I wanna bring the reality back into it and give some grace to this. That one dessert that you have, that one inst in that one instance is not the reason that you aren't getting to your goals. It's this perpetual cycle of constantly having that type of relationship with the events that happen to you, having this emotional response, leaning on food to kind of soothe that and take care of that and convincing yourself that you're feeling better only to then wake up and kind of spiral into this same cycle of, okay, well now it's Monday again and I'm not super happy with what I see when I look in the mirror. It doesn't have to be that way. So instead, I would push you to recognize that that's all kind of going on and it's always going to be there. So first, let's look at the areas that have the biggest amount of friction or what are the areas that come up the most frequently and because they're coming up the most frequently, forget kind of the surprise events as I was just mentioning and think about more of the routine of knowing that you are always taking your child to baseball practice on Thursday nights or whatever it is. And you find that on those days, dinner winds up being late or you then get home and you're really hungry and you're worried about getting food on the table for everybody else that when it comes time for you to eat, you feel like you're just grabbing at different things or you started snacking because you opened a bag of pretzels or something like that. I know if you're listening to this and you're smiling, it's because you can relate and because you've totally been there. The best way to fix that and change that from happening repeatedly is to know Thursday's coming again. The fall's coming again. It's here. You're going to baseball practice again. So what can you do on Wednesday night? It could be as simple as this. And I'm saying it could be as simple as this because it's a choice for it to be this simple because your perspective has to encourage you to understand that it is this simple. You're already making dinner on Wednesday night. Who's to say that you can't take some of that food, make a little bit extra of it, 
and portion it out so that it is ready to go for you for your lunch on Thursday because maybe you're so busy throughout the day you're forgetting to eat lunch and that contributes to why you're starving at dinner. Or you just double down on making that additional protein because, you know, for the most part, the protein is usually what takes the longest to cook. And from there, you now can swap in different sides. You can cook rice. You can have vegetables. You can, you know, make a sandwich. Like, keep it easier. It doesn't have to be complicated. Okay, maybe you're upset with the fact that like you can't sit down and have like the meal that you really want to have with your whole family, but that doesn't mean you're just going to throw it throw in the towel and be like, "Oh, I can't do it this way." So, I I'm just never going to get there. There are ways to better manage your time essentially, and I hope that's kind of what's coming across in going on this little rant <laughs> um that you can be more efficient with your time by looking at, well, where am I already spending time cooking? And where can I then utilize that time to just cook a few extra things or portion out a couple extra things to make it easier for me so that in the moment when I'm busy and I need to just grab and go, it's ready and I don't have to think about it. Those few extra minutes you spend on the front end are going to help you so much on the back end. Now, talking about this whole time management thing, that was one of the other responses I got. It was kind of a joke of a response because I had posted some fun questions for you guys about a picture of me from my brother's wedding asking you, please caption this. And we got some really, really funny responses. So for those of you who did that, thank you for all the laughs. I know a lot of my followers appreciate it too. But one of my responses was a joke that somebody's attention was all focused on trying to give me a caption for that and it was taking up their time. Well, they're totally kidding. I thought about it more and I actually totally love this because I think if you kind of zoom out with that one and pick it apart a little bit, we could make the argument that some of the things that are getting your attention are your time spent scrolling on social media. So when you say you don't have time, but you get that little iPhone notification every Sunday reporting your screen time, if you listen to this podcast on the day it drops on Thursday, I want you to check that notification. I seem to always get mine on Sundays, maybe Monday mornings, and see how much time did you spend on your screen. And I'm going to be the first to say that I'm guilty of spending lots of time on my screen. And I have to check myself on this one a lot because I'll let it get in the way of sleep when I'm trying to catch up on things. So let's say you have an you notice that in the middle of your day, you're taking a break and the first thing you do is pull out your phone and start scrolling social media or, you know, your evening routine. You're somebody who feels like they claim they don't have time to meal prep or they don't want to meal prep on the weekends because you're out doing different events and socializing with your friends, whatever it is. If you notice that your screen time is on the higher side, and it's all relative, but if you notice like, oh, hey, I'm spending X amount of time, and I didn't even put a number on it, I'm spending X amount of time on my screen, or just catch yourself in the moment when you're scrolling your phone, maybe at the end of the day, or you're watching Netflix at night, trying to unwind, and you see that you're sitting there scrolling on your phone, could you be potentially using that time to think about your meals for the next day, to plan your workout for the next day? Because you can. You have the time. It just is a matter of how you're choosing to spend it. So that's, I think, a reminder that we all need, especially when 
it starts to get colder out here in Jersey, the weather hasn't been that great for the past few days. So I feel like it's a lot easier to just kind of mindlessly pick up your phone. Now, I got one more message in response to this question of what is getting all of your attention that's impacting your goals, that's impacting your fitness and nutrition goals. And this one's a big one. We could probably do an entire podcast episode about it, and I'm sure I will at some point. But here it is. I got a message from a current client who said that the biggest area that's getting a lot of her attention is the other people in her life who are not as focused as she is when it comes to their fitness and nutrition. This one is huge. This one relates back to the idea that you are on the same level as the five people you surround yourself with. You have those same habits. You have that same mentality that they do. You may look at life the same way as them, same perspective, whatever it is. It's, it's true. Now, it can be very, very challenging, and I see this a lot when two people are in a relationship and one partner shows up and is ready and willing to make changes and focus on their nutrition and put in that work, and the other one's maybe just not there yet. Or maybe the other partner just doesn't look at it the same way as they do. Maybe for them it hasn't necessarily been a quote-unquote problem for them before because they haven't necessarily struggled with weight, body image. I think that's one I tend to see often between men and women. It is so much easier when you and your partner both value fitness and nutrition to the same degree. Personally, and this is obviously my perspective, being in the fitness industry, that's a non-negotiable for my relationship because I spend a lot of time in the gym. I This is what I do all day long. So it's hard for me to imagine what it would be like when I wasn't on the same page as my partner with that. But life happens and your priorities shift. You may get really busy with work. You get really busy with your kids. I just spent the last 10 minutes talking about how that can happen. So I completely understand how there can be a shift that occurs. But I see this as an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for you to practice your communication and talk to your partner about why this is important to you. Because at the end of the day, the one component that will keep you motivated, and really I should say disciplined, to continue along this path to stay committed to the lifestyle that you are pursuing that prioritizes your health and wellness is your reason behind why you're doing it. And I absolutely loved the person I had this conversation with who submitted this answer. She gave me really great context as to what her motivation is and how she could encourage her partner to look at it the same way that she did. In her case, they're at a point in their lives where she's retired, he's moving in that direction, and she just said to him, look, don't you want to be here to enjoy the fruits of our labor? Don't you want to be here? We now have the freedom and flexibility to travel. We've worked so hard. We've saved up. We now have our time back and we have the means to do it. We need our health and wellness to be able to go out there and do it. I think that's such a great why. And that tying your behavior back to that, that's how you can stop yourself, check yourself, whatever you want to do to kind of redirect in those moments when maybe it is late at night and you're like, do I really need to reach into the fridge and have this ice cream or whatever it is for you? 
that why is so strong and that's such a good reason to continue to show up for yourself every single day that that will help you stay the course. And it's also a really good way to have a conversation with your partner or with family members or your friends, because I do hear this a lot too. I have clients that when they're navigating their social scene and they're first learning how to track their food, they feel uncomfortable because their friends are asking them, what are you doing on your phone? What's happening with this? Like, why are you making these certain food decisions? And they feel judged. And as human beings, we survive through being in groups and having that identity inside of a group, we want to fit in and that's on purpose. We're biologically wired that way. So it can be very uncomfortable from a fundamental and evolutionary level to feel like you're doing something different and then to be called out on it. So what do you do in these situations? One again is to try to tie in that why to something common that you and those people share. Because if you're friends, if you're family members, you of course have things in common that you share that you can both get behind and relate to. But the other piece is to just learn to flex your voice, like say what you want. I have been thinking about this point so much recently because for me personally, I have never been afraid to say exactly what I want. And I find that so many people I work with and just even conversations with friends, how I interact with other people in my day-to-day in personal relationships, work relationships, family relationships, whatever it is. I just don't like that's never been something that I've hesitated with. I've definitely had to work to make improvements on my delivery with certain things. And that's going to be a continuous process if I'm being totally honest here. However, I feel so strongly about getting people to see that the first step is just explaining like from your perspective what you want and why you're doing something even if the why is not in common with that other person but then also using it as an opportunity to highlight to him like hey i you know i feel really great i have more energy like thinking about all the positive benefits of these new decisions you've been making and building these new habits and starting this new routine so using your voice And even just using your voice to have that conversation with yourself. Again, go back to that main question. What's getting all of my attention? Like get real with yourself. Like be honest with yourself. Be a little bit critical in a healthy way. Like not in the critical way of just like picking yourself apart and being like, oh, why can't I achieve this? Be real about what is taking up space mentally in your brain. What is weighing on you emotionally and mentally that may really be stopping you from taking the action steps that you need to to where you want to go? Communication is, again, paramount to all of this because you shouldn't have to do this alone either. There's no reason why you should feel like you're completely isolated in making these decisions, especially if you have other people around you. And sometimes we interpret a lack of support, I think, because we just don't have the uncomfortable conversations. And if we were willing to have the conversations that feel uncomfortable for us, you might find that you do have so many people who want to see you succeed with this and want to see you win. I even think that taking the step to reach out to a coach, and here's my plug for it, that's very uncomfortable. It's very vulnerable. I get that. I understand that the work that I try to do with my clients on a regular basis changes very hard, and it's you needing to look in the mirror and say to yourself, shit, like I want to do something differently. I don't want to show up like this anymore. So if you don't know how to have those conversations, the best way to do it is to just maybe rip off the band-aid and start. And 
if you feel like there's certain people you can't do that with, maybe you need to try it with somebody who is really close to you because that person is somebody who is go who wants wants you to be happy, wants to see you succeed, wants all the best things for you and starting at home or in your personal relationships or somebody you can confide in at work can just kind of be those baby steps that you need to take to get there. Or maybe you need to ask somebody that you don't necessarily know as well and I would love to be that person for you. Let's have the conversation. It's the beginning of October. You don't want to wait until the end of the year, until January, telling yourself that by December, you'll have a different mindset and you'll decide. Maybe you will, and hopefully by consuming content like this, you'll start to kind of change your thoughts and and get yourself in the direction that you want to go. But if you've gotten to the end of this episode and you're like, damn straight, I agree with what you're saying, or oh, I kind of have to think about this, or you can walk away from this and feel like there are steps you want to take. One, good on you. Two, I'd love to support you in that process. So taking on a couple of more clients for the month of October before we get a wait list going as we move into the end of the year, but having the time before the holidays, before travel, before all of those potential friction points could come up is the perfect opportunity to get that game plan going. And I am and would be totally honored to help you with that in some capacity. So shoot me a DM on Instagram at the Krista Huber or over at thefix.officialpod and we can get connected, chat more, and I can hopefully help you on your way. As always, if you found this episode helpful, the best thing you can do is share it with somebody else. That might even be a good way to facilitate some potential conversation if you kind of want to open up that door with somebody but you're not exactly sure how to do it, let me, without me directly being there through this podcast episode, help you make that happen. I appreciate you guys listening every week. I so appreciate all of your feedback through social media that helps me put better content out there. So keep it coming from wherever you've been listening from. This has been another fun episode of The Fix Podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.